Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams, kicking it on a Sunday evening here in the QC after a Charlotte FC W, Danny Brams. (laughs) John, I just realized I cut you off again. That was three weeks in a row that I keep cutting off your intros, and you're like, Brams, let me get a clean intro off here, and then I I just I get too excited. It's the the chanting music. I'm so sorry, John. I, I just completely screwed up the whole damn show from the start. But yeah, Charlotte Soccer Show, we're back. I don't care because we won. We got the three points at home for the first time. And uh, it was a beautiful intro. I'm sorry for cutting you off. Man, I'm um, excited to be here because of really one big reason. Play to the near side on a curling ball. Nicely done for Yosviak. He's onside. Yosviak with a cross into the area. One touch falling. He scores! Carol Sanarski from Kamil Yosviak. The inverse of last week as Yosviak with a one touch volley to Carol. What an absolute screamer from Sudersky, the one-touch oh. finish, Danny Brams. And um, I'm just like, um, I'm so excited to uh, be live on YouTube tonight on Charlotte Soccer Show. Brandon Davis, uh, appreciate you checking in again on Saturday night. The excitement is real. You can just hear it in Willie P's voice, Will Pelagic um, mm-hmm. on w- WFNZ, the local call just... Uh, he's he was ripping it in that press box. <laughs> I mean, it's Willie's style. There's definitely been people who've been like, "Ah, oh, Willie, the the high pitch scream. What are you doing?" But you know what? You know who it is. Every time you hear that, you know who it is. So uh, you know, like, you got to have a style to stand out in this business. Sometimes. Play to the near side on a curling ball. Nicely done for Yosviak. He's onside. Yosviak with a cross into the area. One touch falling. He scores. I mean, an absolute banger of a call. From Will Pelagic, uh, Jessica Charman as well on the call. We'll hear from uh, her side of the call. I'm gonna like later on in the show, and, and uh, we'll, we'll play that. Her her reaction to the goal is, is great as well. But I want to hear um, everybody's. Yeah, I want to hear everybody's reaction to the to the goal. Like what? Like wh- when you saw that goal, what was your first thought, Danny? You were in the supporters section. Tell me about the vibe there. <laughs> I sensed it, and so you know, like I've, I've said it before, you know, I'm a hugger on the show, so I sensed it was coming, and I was like. I was like, oh, there's a cross from Camille. It's coming over. Oh, Carol's coming to that point. And as soon as he put his boot through it, I saw it bulge to the back of the net. And I just like left at the person on my left. And I was just like this giant hug. And then like got like two other people into like the big like group hug. It's just like, it's such an electric moment. We're having so much fun. I did not throw my beer. Uh, you know, the, the beer shower discourse reignited this morning uh, on social media. I'm not really uh, here to... Uh, get involved in that because we got our first three points. I don't really care how people feel about the beer shows. I'm not going to change anybody's mind on that. So we don't really need to talk a bunch about it, but I chose not to throw this week because I had a full beer. I just bought, wanted to drink it in celebration instead of throw it this time. That's kind of the way it goes. So uh, uh, yeah, it, it, I, I just, I started jumping up and down and it felt like, I felt really good when we got that goal. Cause I just felt like we're finally going to pull this off. I, I just felt like, I was like, we got, I, I didn't think, even though I like jokingly predicted like oh three two Charlotte win you know at the at the very end of Thursday's episode, I was that was totally tongue in cheek and I was like really worried that we were just going to get like fools made out of us against Columbus and like kind of like Atlanta did to us at home, and for us to like play really well to like take it to the front foot play front foot soccer like you love to see, the crowd was loud. Shout out Sean Swain he he gets it exactly right the the, the extended celebration after the goal went on and on and on. <laughs> Thank you. 
one thing I said, Danny, was that um, Swiderski loves to celebrate a goal. Yeah, like, yeah, he does. Any anytime Swiderski yeah, scores, yeah. like especially at home, mm-hmm. he just loves to celebrate. And I don't know how uh, the fans don't um, wrap their mind around that. Sean Swain chimes in oh, again. Um, you know, let out a, a season worth of frustration. So exactly in that celebration, mm-hmm. that's that's Federsky though. He always ha- he's always down to celebrate. You know, one of his goals. And yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, he I'm, likes I'm, to score I'm, goals. I'm here for that. Like I'm here. Yeah. I'm totally here for that. And um, the game is about glory, right? Yeah, that was your interview after after the, not your interview. Your, your that was video. my video. Yeah, and you see yeah. those flags wave. That was post game, like. Like when we, usually when we lose, I'm like, man, I skull, I stomp out of the, uh, of the of the stadium and get pissed. But when we win, I always go down and get like real close up in the in the in the close up throng of supporters and, and just try to soak in the atmosphere, get a couple of videos and like those flags waving back and forth, just like post game for like minute long, long, long minutes after the game. You see in assist and Carol's goal up there on the on the replay. It, it was amazing. It was it was a beautiful scene and just like again like. Like we play, we we are part of the club for these moments, you know. Like we're not playing. I shouldn't say we play, but we we show up. We we become we like invest so much of ourselves into this whole process because it's those moments are just irreplaceable. There's nothing that can match that joy of just like wanting something so bad and then getting it and sharing it with all these people, thousands of people around you. It's just amazing. It's three points, Danny. <laughs> it's it's three points at home for the first time this season. It's it's mm-hmm. hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine that that's actually right. Uh, I was starting to forget true. what that felt like. You know, <laughs> like oh, three points. What's that home? Yeah. What's that? You know, yeah. That's which was the strength of the squad to to absolutely play well at home. So um, to get that that first three points and to, to move up on the table. You know, for a while now we hadn't really considered what the table looked like. Right. Um, but uh, at this point in time, um, I think it start. It, 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 knowing that you have a squad that's it's on the healthy side, getting better, looking at that table, when you get three points at home, the question can become, can you string together two or three to grab right. nine points uh, right. on the table? And a lot of this, Danny Brams, I have to call out George Marks, who had an incredible impact on this match. That's third for Zellerayan. Zellerayan in the area, trying to cross it in, looking back post, save made by Marks, and it was very well done by George Wake up call for the crown. George Marks' quick feet work gets him in the position to make that big save away. Doesn't know too much about it, but moves his feet nicely across his goal line to throw his hand out and make the reaction save. George Marks, he gets the start, Danny, and he has a great a great performance. If you can make a match-saving play in the 20th minute, that's what George Marks did right there. Because that was 20 minutes in. Ramirez somehow... if. You, if you look, can you call the frozen the screen grabs that I took? And I, I tweeted these two screen grabs from that play uh, from at for the Crown Baby, our Twitter account, because I was just so disgusted. Like, if you look here, you're looking at five guys surrounding Christian Ramirez there in the box, right? And as Zellerion tees it up in total space with like no one even trying to uh, defend him, right? And then if you go to the next screen, like I, then I then I like free, with the with the uh, the reply tweet to this one, I just. Uh, uh, froze it like a few seconds later and you'll see Ramirez even though he's standing in the middle of four guys there and there's someone that's supposedly watching the crosser he ends up with like a free header in the box with like Bill like wandering around like oh where did Christian Ramirez come from I don't know so um, that was another bad play by Bill. And if we go down right. one nil there, here, Bram, just That's third for Zellerayan. Zellerayan in the area trying to cross it in looking back post save made by Marks and it was 
but you just see it there, right? Let's, yeah. If you know, look at it again. Like you're trying to make your point, and this is unacceptable. That's third for Zellerayan. Zellerayan in the area, trying to cross it in, looking back post. Save! Like what is happening there? Yeah. There's the, and and right. Marks comes to the rescue. Is the ultimate uh, point that we're trying to make here, and I think. Uh, Marks is somebody who made a big time mistake and he bounced back. And Christian Latanzio talked about this after the match, Dan. He talked about uh, trying to give his his goalkeeper a little bit more confidence, trying to give him mm -hmm. an opportunity to get back out there. Um, and Matthew Barbie checks in uh, here on this Sunday Night Live show saying a world-class shot stopper. And, you know, now has shown an ability to learn from a mistake and make adjustments. That's that's ultimately what Christian Latanzio is going for. That doesn't mean this is all. This is his his job to have for the rest of the season. There's still a competition happening here, but a clean sheet really helps, doesn't it, Danny? Oh, it's it's it was everything. We needed the clean sheet to win. Obviously, Columbus had that late Aiden Morris call that was called off for just a fraction of offside. I knew that one was offside when I watched it in the stadium. By the way, so, like I was like VAR, VAR instantly. I knew, but. Uh, but uh, yeah, they they threatened us and the whole way, and and George kept sending. Shout out to Alan Schmidt. I think is this might be a first time comment from Alan. I think uh, welcome to the YouTube. Thanks for being here, Alan, and everybody who's here. T tell your friends we'll be here for another 20, 30 minutes or so. Uh, but top top keeping exactly the reaction you'd want after the fumble last week is what Alan Schmidt says, and you're exactly right, Alan. The uh, and you're exactly right, John. What what uh, Tristan Latanzio harped on first and foremost in his post game press conference last night after the match was. I can't put my young keeper out there and then have him make a, a mistake that cost us two points. He's like, we should have had two points. We should have had three against Colorado. We ended up with one. And it directly goes to George Mark's mistake. If I bench him after that mistake and don't give him a chance to learn, then I'm crushing his confidence and removing an opportunity for learning. And he, he said, if I put him back in, well, now I've got a player who has all the same talents he had before. He's just as talented as he, as he was as I thought he was when I first put him in the starting lineup, but now he's like learned from his mistake. And he, he specifically said, he said, I thought his coming off his line and coming to claim crosses and coming to punch out, uh, you know, dangerous balls was better than ever last night. Like he, he that's what Latanzio said about marks. And I would, I, I don't necessarily say that I saw the same thing, but that is what the boss was saying. That's, you know, and that's, if you can impress his opinion matters a lot more than mine. So, uh, yeah, so I, it, it all worked out to be, you know, it's the classic coach thing. I think most coaches feel the same way. I, I think every coach knows, like, don't crush a young player's confidence. That can be really bad. But it, it, for all the criticism, we'd have to say that uh, Laddie Daddy aced this one. Matthew Gleason chimes in, a uh, friend of the show, uh, says Kalina will get a cup game start. That's That feels right, doesn't it, that Kalina could start uh, on Tuesday in the U.S. Open Cup? Against South Georgia feels feels a good yeah that's uh, a lock I a think Cisniega played for the Crown Legacy today so that just yeah I mean, it's got yeah good. but yeah but uh, so that's a, that's a really good call out and we'll we'll get to see that on on Tuesday um, but Ooh, there's the sports books there, there's a lot of a lot of games and, and a lot of action coming fast and and furious so far so uh, for me you talked about Latanzi you talked about what it meant to the, the to the club you talked about what it did to the positive vibe you could see it Danny on Saturday night.
you can just tell at the end of that match uh, and, and shout out to the Charlotte FC video team and social crew for, for grabbing that content. I mean, really getting yeah. up close and personal after a win to see how much it means and it means a lot. Like we love to say on the show vibes, you know, it's <laughs> just pure vibes, just all smiles, guys hugging each other. Ker- you saw Kerwin and Harris doing a little this, that. I know, you know, like I love that stuff. So, and Copetti all smiles. I'd like to get in a little bit of Copetti talk if we can, because I see the commenters are, are big on it. And Jorge Torres uh, shouts out, hey, best part on the, the late Columbus goal was Copetti, like refusing to let the game go any further and like saying, no, you will go check this on VAR. That, w- that was great. Uh, Keegan McDonald points out that Copetti is getting hate uh, because he hasn't scored. And even even uh, even uh, Latanzu had to address that last night about fans getting down on Copetti. And he was actually, he was like, all the fans that love Enzo and support him, we welcome you into our, our uh, into our family and thank you for being here. We thank you so much. All the fans that are mad at Enzo for not scoring a goal tonight, we don't want you. Like he he basically said that. Like so so like if you're out there tweeting Enzo hate right now, just know that uh, the, the gaffer is not happy with you because he thinks Enzo did a lot of good things. Alan Schmidt points out that Copetti's got a thankless job, and Brandon Davis sees it the complete other way. Far from hate. He, there's a take out there that Copetti is actually playing amazing. So I want to know, like, in, in terms of being a pressing number nine who drops back, uh, can can contribute on defense from the striker position, he's really great at clearing headers out of the box on uh, opposing set pieces. He does that really well. Seems to, like, just have a magnet for the ball with his head. So I don't know. Where do you fall on the spectrum, John? Well, you know, while I'm talking about Copetti, I'd be interested for you to pull up his heat map on Saturday night. Oh, and, you know I love a heat and, map. And, you know I love a heat map. Because I, I think what you'd find is, like, just um, a player who is hanging around the halfway line. The hold-up play is um, the key word here. I, I think he's being more so used in a hold-up role than he is an actual forward striker role. And I think that's because – Christian Latanzio has yet again uh, decided to go with last week's plan, Danny, which was, you know, get into an eight-man block. I, I, I saw Christian Latanzio call it a, a high block on defense, an eight-man mm-hmm. high block. But I, I kind of scratched my head and I was like, well, it it's, feels like a low block to me. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look, it doesn't look it high to me. Yeah, like Kavetti's all the way, you know out of it so you know when you, yeah when you, Copetti was playing like so at wide at some points if you look look at this yeah uh, this heat map uh, I was yeah but that's a lot of hold up play that's a yeah, lot that's of hold all, up play that, and there's a, there's almost nothing around the penalty spot you know right that the area left side is perfect but the connection was there and Christian Lozanzio talked about that post-match Danny mm-hmm. you know he talked about how uh, Capetti and Swiderski and their connection was better right. than it has been there so was this a is, moment this is, two, this is two steps in the right direction considering last week as well. Yeah, and I, I agree. And Copetti and b- being all smiles and um, still, you know, he still flops around a little bit. He's trying to draw fouls, but he's a little less animated with the refs, and I think that's helping. Uh, I love what the the moment that Jorge pointed out where he, like, had to, like, just, like, I refuse to kick this ball off until you go look in the monitor. That was great. Uh, you know, Gesslin brings up the point. You bought Copetti to put the ball in the net, and he hasn't done that. He's done it twice. He has two goals. It's not like he hasn't scored, so – I think there was a moment uh, in the second half where uh, Carroll, it was like 60th minute, maybe 57th minute, I think. Carroll sort of like got the ball and like reverse spun away from two defenders, just like this really sick, classy move. It was either Morris or Zellerayon, I think, that he kind of spun through and spun around. 
And then he sends this beautiful like through ball that beats like the ball beats like three defenders and Enzo's just like a half step too far behind it, too slow to get there. If he gets that, he's like one-on-one. He's in on the keeper 1v1 from like 40 yards out. Because, and it was all this like beautiful like spin twirl, like, you know, spinderella, send a long ball, like a line-breaking pass that Carroll did that was, was amazing. And and you say, Latanzio talked about it was the best connection that Carroll and Enzo had had, uh, the two of them working together. And it almost – we didn't quite get a true 4-4-2. You know, if I call back up the sofa score, you can see – that they're showing it as a four-two-three-one here. Uh, I I thought at times it looked at times like a four-four-two when Enzo would play wide and Carroll was like up at the top. Well, let's look at Carroll's heat map. That'll right. tell you. That's a good call. Here's Carroll's now is on the far right, and I brought Enzo's back. Oh, up look at that, Carroll yeah. hanging right in the middle of the pitch. Just like oh, yeah, wow. yeah. I guess that's not really four-four-two, but it was like it was like a four-four-one-one almost. I felt like more so than the. You know, like if we look at Athol's, he's he's close. You see how most of his red is here on the left, uh, hugging the line as opposed to like moving closer to the center circle, like the fullbacks had been doing. I bring up Burns again. I mean, there's some stuff interior, but the fullbacks were hugging the yeah. line way more. The tactics are pretty clear, and they have been for two matches now. This is the same exact uh, strategy that Latanzio used. Uh, at home against Colorado. And, and we talked about the bad break. This should have been six points in two matches right. is, is mm-hmm. what it should have been using the same strategy. So I think Latanzio has really found something here. He really likes this four, four, two setup. Something that we've been calling for. We don't have to call it a four, four, two. We can call it whatever you want at this right. situation. But the, what, what you have to identify is, is that the Carol Sidorsky and Enzo Capetti partnership at the striker position is just absolutely massive for the success of this squad. Mm-hmm. Then you think about the back line and bringing in Nathan Byrne on the back right side, something that we uh, predicted on the show, yeah. something that we, we knew was going to happen, get, get I, the veteran in there. I was really glad for Jalen to like get some run and get a few games, but now I, hopefully he's learned a bit, a little bit by sitting behind Byrne on this. I think it was important for him to sit because he, he was pretty poor against uh, Colorado. And really – it's not that impressive and it's not necessarily something that is um, outstanding by any measurement, but Bill Tuoloma has improved. And those mistakes that we saw, the gifting, there was no, mm-hmm. uh, it was almost Christmas. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Christmas <laughs> it's, every time with us for the opposition. Was, uh, I, was, I love the way the time yeah, the way Latanzio says opposition, it just in his pressers, I just absolutely love it. He, he, that's how he describes. Like he never says like the other team or the enemy or the, you know, those guys. He just says the, the opposition. Uh, but the opposition did not have Christmas, thankfully, last night. Um, I was I was drinking like it was New Year's Eve. So I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, uh, it was a fun game to watch. It was it was a good old time, and uh, we fi- we kept the party. We were the one, only ones having the party in, in uh, Bank of America Stadium last night, as opposed to the opposition, as it has been the case at times. Just Bridget McCall good. says he, she will even say Bill did well. Do you agree with that? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. The Ramirez yeah. play yeah. we showed earlier, notwithstanding, it's maybe? a clean sheet. Know. A clean. Everybody on defense can take credit for a clean sheet. That's how. Okay, that's, that's how fair. it works. You know, yeah. back Agreed. four and the keeper. Um, and you know, after the match, I thought you had um, uh, some great video. <laughs> There's Hughes Fiac, man of the match. But first, first and foremost, like what is happening in the beginning of this video? Shows. 
Sir Minty at the gritty. Uh, Greg Franco nails it. I mean, I mean the uh, Sir Minty shuffle. Sean Swain's calling it. Um, Sir Minty's the man, dude. Sir Minty spreads joy and happiness wherever he goes. He's for the kids. Sir Minty was at the Legacy game today. It was Kids Day, uh, so that was cool uh, that he he showed up. Actually, a ton of players were at the game. A ton of first team players were at the Legacy game today. Like Vargas was spotted. Yusviak was spotted. The funniest thing is Bridget. Uh, she sent me a picture. She was at the game and Camille was there like trying to get into the game and he had to like get his ticket scanned on his phone. You know, he was like going in line with like the, like just like a civilian. So that, that was really cool to see. Uh, as far as grit, uh, grit, grinty. Someone said he, someone said it's uh, Sir Grinty now since he's been uh, hitting the grit. Uh, That, that was the vibe post game. It's a great. Vibe. I need to see that the video of that. You could see that videographer. It looked like a team videographer. Whoever that was, that was like standing right in front of. I release <laughs> the video, admin. Come on, let's go. Like, like what? What are we talking about? It's Sunday night, and we still haven't seen the ISO cam of of uh, Sermenti hitting the gritty. I I, I don't know. Like I, our social media team does good solid work, and I'm sure they've got something big planned. I don't want to like blow up their spot, but I need to see that video. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, we were looking at the um, heat maps. We were looking at the formation situation, and now it's time to look at the substitution pattern, Danny. It's what um, we always do. Something that we it's always what we always do. Yeah, do this uh, Sunday night live show. We appreciate everybody who is here, uh, everybody that is dropping in on the live chat, everybody that's listening via podcast later in the week. You can follow us on social at on Twitter at for the crown baby. And this substitution pattern, Danny Bram, starts uh, with Columbus uh, making the first uh, bit of subs. And by the way, when I saw Darlington Nagby come on the pitch <laughs> yeah. in the 64th minute, I was like, damn. Like, yeah. I've, got, I've got nothing but respect. And I thought he played well, well when he came on. Yeah. I mean, he's been the guy for them uh, for uh, a few teams. I mean, he was a champion with Atlanta in the DM role. And he's been crushing it with uh, Columbus for a few years. Um, uh, it's dangerous when when he when you when a team can sub in Darlington Nagby on you that that's a deep team and Columbus is has been one of the better teams and and Nagby's a little bit of a, a veteran sort of towards the end of his career at this point but uh, uh, it was uh, it was uh, a, a, da- a dangerous thing and I should say I should point out Columbus also did lose a guy to injury they had a they lost their left wing back Will Sands. Uh, in the 11th minute and he looks like he's going to f- miss a few weeks for them but yeah you see Christian Ramirez the guy who headed it thank god Mark stopped his header he should have had a goal probably in that 20th minute against us but he headed it right at George George was able to stop it he comes out we're lucky that that was not Cucho Hernandez by the way who's like the injured designated player striker for Columbus crew who probably buries that shot and and C-Ram is good but he's not quite Cucho Hernandez so Zawatsky, that was his first ever start, I believe. It was his first ever MLS start, so he was uh, a likely substitute candidate. But yeah, I was pissed. I remember being, I remember being pissed in the stands when I was like, "Damn it, you know, they're they're the first ones to sub again." I, I hate that. Like I'm, you, we're both, I think, of of one accord that we like to see our team being the aggressor and like making the first move in this situation. That's why I called it out. Is that uh, Columbus makes the first move? And Mackenzie Gaines comes in for Kerwin Vargas, who had a bit of a knock, um, needed, needed to come off the pitch. Mm-hmm. And Mackenzie Gaines gets gets some time, which I thought was a very interesting substitution. But what I wanted to talk about more than anything 
um, is Ben Bender in for Swiderski. Uh, did you see where Bender was playing? Bender really came in for that um, that role, which really is a four four one one. Then, like mm-hmm. you know, uh, if if you click on uh, Ben Bender and, here, yeah, let's get Bender's heat map. Sorry, let me zoom out for a second. Zoom back in. The lovely, uh, <laughs> the charming uh, Look at atmosphere that. of of a uh, of a Charlotte soccer show Sunday night live stream. Here's Bender's heat map. You can see striker. he's living in the box. He yeah, plays he's striker. living in the box. No, no, yeah. he came came on to play striker. Yeah, which was uh, fascinating to me. It was the first and time I've ever seen Bender come on to play striker before. He had a couple of chances. He had a couple of chances late, uh, and he forced a save. He forced a couple of saves out of Schulte where uh, he he could have made some things happen. What do you think about taking Carroll off? Like, I agree with Barbie that I don't like I don't like taking Carroll off. Brandon Davis says Carroll looked gassed and rightfully so because he ran his ass off. Bridget agrees. Carroll was tired. I don't like this pattern, though, of like subbing Carroll in the 70th minute like every game. That's that's not working. Doesn't mind. Uh, doesn't bother me. It doesn't. I don't, I don't mind if the goal scorer gets a curtain call late in the match and the, the game is 1-0 because of his goal. Like That's how it should work. I think maybe 77 is a little early. Give me mm-hmm. eight. Give me eight more minutes. Get me. Get me to eighty-five, and mm-hmm. I feel a little right. bit yeah, better think, about it. Yeah, I think. But it but but that's better. when we talk about Ben Bender, right? Somebody who we we said we need we need to see minutes, and I'd rather see Bender get fifteen than um, get three. Um, sure, so, I agree with that. So the the VAR, there it is. You know, I, I've I've said many many times before. Uh, fuck VAR, <laughs> but uh, in the, in this situation, um, VAR saved the day. For, I mean, when it makes the Charlotte right FC. call, when it makes the right call. And Charlotte FC was on the lucky side. And sometimes it's better to be lucky and good, which Charlotte FC was on what, Saturday night. What do you think of the back five? Like uh, this is two games in a row where we've, we've put in the back five to sort of shore up a lead. And uh, one yeah. time it completely lost for us. And this time, it, you know, we were under a lot of pressure and it looked a little shaky. At times. Yeah. I would just advise you to not watch Everton. Um, <laughs> I never do. I know that you you can rest assured I never do. <laughs> that would be my advice, uh, because that's what a back five looks like. And 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 Burnley Ball and and Sean Dyke, who is somebody that I I respect immensely for his ability to to set and organize a, a back line against uh you know a tough competition, which MLS is this year for Charlotte FC. And and the last two matches, Christian Latanzio has been able to uh, really create a, a back. Uh, block to um, really should have gotten six points, but but we're here with uh, four, and that's why, by the way, that uh, when we say a draw feels like a loss, it's so nice to have an extra point on top of last night's result, right? Yeah, that's so true. You, yeah, you yeah, think yeah, about exactly. two games at home, so you can you know you get that one extra point. It could, it could it be feels worse. Good. It, could, it, could, it could definitely be three. Be worse. You know, because it felt like yeah. a loss, but it really wasn't. You, you got a point, so all of a sudden, um, that's a really good thing. I mean, it's way, 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 you know, caveat, like 15 billion caveats in, in a half year. It's way too early to start looking at table. But let's look at the table anyway. Uh, you, you can see we've, we're yeah, ahead of a few it. teams now. And it feels good, right? Well, yeah, it feels it feels really good to um, jump up. And that's what three points does for you, right? Mm-hmm. What, look what another three points does for you. It jumps you all the way up uh, to twelve. Right. Uh, which, which gets you up to six. So I mean, it's it's right. a very it's a very simple formula, and that's why last week was so disappointing. Two points, right? If those right. two we'd be points, pl- we'd be tied for a playoff spot right now with two points. Yeah. And I remember. Do you remember last year? There was a lot of early season table watching, and we uh, at least I I don't want to speak for you, but we or I uh, kind of got into it with people like ah, oh, you know, 
quit pay, you know, people were trying to use our good table position as like evidence that like this team's way better than anyone thinks early in the season. And I was like, I was very much poo-pooing that because I was like, it's too early to look at the table. Plus we have like two, everyone has two games in hand on us because the way the schedule worked, we were always like ahead of these teams that had like two games ahead of like on hand on us. So I never wanted to like, uh, uh, get too excited about our spot but now now with the way the schedule works the, the games in hand situation doesn't come up as much because everyone's playing at the same time on the weekend and so we can I feel like we can uh, tell a little bit more um, impact of what of what a, a table watch might look here and you know you look I mean we're not we're 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 six points out of a top of hosting a playoff game you know which is not great but considering our start I, I like our chances to to continue to improve and get more points down. The you know, road. I, I don't know. The one thing that I'll say is is that I think you know all I want to do is just string together three points. That's the plan mm-hmm. for this. I think that's always been the plan. We've talked about how do you ha- have success is that you win matches. I know that sounds absurdly simple, but it's just the point system and how the point system works. Three points is just invaluable in this league. So when you think about what those three points did, you add them up, and and if you can string together. Um, mm-hmm three or four wins in five matches all of a sudden right you, charlotte fc could go into the summertime and things would be completely different hey we, we 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 said in the beginning of the show that um the the call on wfnz was just absolutely uh amazing i want yeah, to listen make, to the whole thing yeah, yeah. i want to just make sure we listen to the whole thing and and uh pick us up before we get out of here on this beautiful sunday evening play to the near side on a curling ball nicely done for yosviak he's onside yosviak with a cross into the area one touch falling he scores from Kamil Yozviak, the inverse of last week, as Yozviak with a one-touch volley to Carroll to open the scoring at the bank. The Polish connection just keeps getting better. It is a glorious delivery into the boots of Karol Svidersky. And who else would you trust more to strike that one one time? But Karol Svidersky breaks the net with a smashing finish. The crowd goes wild, but you can't help but notice the birthday boy's delivery. It's a beautiful delivery by Kamil Josviak into his fellow countrymen. Charlotte take the lead and the crowd go wild. Uh, amazing call from Jess Charman there, who um, just... Uh, absolutely nailed it on so many levels and captured exactly how every Charlotte FC fan was feeling in that poetry, baby. Shout out, shout out. Is is Yusviak somehow, uh, has he become Goldsviak? It is definitely (laughs) shout out time on the show, Danny. You got him now, get him in. (laughs) Has he become Goldsviak is my only question. Brandon Davis is asking, is Yost the team MVP at this point? No. Let's see checks in. Says uh, they were trying to uh, bait us and, and to allow space, but we held our ground well. But uh, Carol and Latanzio both commented on the compactness of the defense post game, which is great. Uh, Greg Franco, as crazy as that would have sounded a few weeks ago, yes, Yuzviak is our team MVP at this. Oh, point. hear me out for a second. Um, do you think that Yuzviak uh, is? Do you think the, the Polish uh, soccer federation is is keeping tabs on his play? And next time yes. Carol gets called up, maybe called up, maybe Yuzviak does and gets some time. Um, something to think about. At least you know, toss him a birthday present with a little call, uh, an international call yeah. up, right? Yeah, I think they're pay- they're paying attention for sure. And and the the way to get noticed by your national federation is to score goals for your domestic club. I mean, that's just, like that's you 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 keep getting popping up on score sheet, getting assists and goals, and the 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 national federation has to take notice. 
This is a good question. What do you think of this one from Sean? Was this the most enjoyable game to watch this season? I have to say, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say yes, um, because I think it's last Saturday against Colorado is just as enjoyable. It was just like yeah, true. that last minute. So mm-hmm. it's the same same kind of uh, feeling. I think you could argue that um, the win at Orlando, too. You know, the, the fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. That was fun to watch. Too, At the EPR, you know, we haven't we haven't said EPR once once on this episode yet. No, so. we haven't. Yeah, yeah. We're, and uh, we're, speaking of that, I'll tell you what, Danny Brams, it's been a great show. Uh, we're getting out of here, and we've got some big announcements to make. We're going up to DC. We want to see you there. If you make the trip to DC, let us know. Um, we got a great setup next to the stadium uh, heading into the match this Saturday. We're going to be there, Danny Brams. We're going to mm-hmm. do a show before we get out of town on Thursday night. And maybe we'll even do a live Twitter spaces as we're driving up to the match. <laughs> That'd be kind of amazing. That could be very amazing. Yeah. Now, now and we're, we're, we're pushing and when, in a new direction. And when we're driving back as well. Yeah, yeah. It's tough to be, be on camera. It's tough to, it's yeah, tough yeah, to be yeah. on the YouTube show. So um, I just wanted to uh, say you had uh, it, it's been a it's been a fantastic show. It's it's the fact that Sean FC got three points on Saturday night is something to really celebrate, something to really think about. For the crown. So we're gonna be back later this week. Uh, we really appreciate you when you subscribe to this YouTube channel, when you rate this YouTube channel. Uh, let us know what you like about the show. Drop something in the in the comments as well. It's Charlotte Soccer Show, episode 83. Protect the fortress and defend <laughs> the Keith. There's only two and things you gotta do. And as always, Danny Rams. For the crown, baby.